What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Right now, there's something else that uh, obviously has everybody transfixed. That's a uh, chair girl. Then 19, tossed a chair off a balcony, 45 floors up from the Gardner Expressway, spirals down. There's a video of it. It's being said that she posted it, which may have an impact on her sentencing, which, as I'm told, is being put over until March 12th. As uh, despicable an act as it is, a lot of people are wondering if she'll face serious jail time. What would the precedent be for that? Let's find out. Our legal expert in this regard, Lawrence Ben-Eliezer, Toronto criminal lawyer. Lawrence, good afternoon. Good to be with you, John, as always. Always a pleasure here. How about this uh, chair girl? I mean, obviously, this is something that is uh, from an infantile mind. It's somebody that uh, doesn't deserve a whole lot of time, so let's make short shrift of it. What do you think she gets by way of a sentence? John, it could be anything from a discharge, which uh, uh, could be, uh, which would mean no criminal record that is available to uh, the judge, or a um, uh, suspended sentence, which would be the next level up, or jail. And the crown is going to be asking for six months jail. I really don't know what uh, what uh, Ms. Zoya is going to get, but this issue about whether she posted the video herself to a social platform, in this case. Uh, I think it was Snapchat or, or Instagram or one of those, or some other one, because her lawyer was very careful in uh, his language, will be crucial because she denied posting the video. And if she did post it, it's an aggravating factor because it shows a distinct lack of remorse despite her apology in court. And that could attract jail as a, as a deterrent to others. You can't fling a chair off the 20th story of a building onto a busy highway and think that uh, that's a cool way to get attention. You'll get the attention of the police, and rightly so. Oh, I would think I would think jail would almost be mandatory in this case, but then I don't sit in judgment of these individuals. Uh, sometimes that's why people think the judges are a little lax in meeting things out that uh, are deserved. But anyway. Well, you, as you pointed out, John, she's 19 years old. Um, I, I don't know if she's uh, waiting for a response for her application to fly the next space shuttle. Uh, this was not uh, a very clever move on her part. Uh, she was trying to get some attention. and But she's 19, no record. If she is truly remorseful, if she's done some community service, if she's made some charitable contributions, if she's done something to pay back to the community as a sign of her regret, then, you know, maybe jail is not the best answer. And our criminal code specifically says that jail is the last resort. So there you have it. All right. Uh, well, if she wants to get attention, let's get her attention in kind <laughs> and sentence her <laughs> to the bin. Lawrence Ben-Eliezer, uh, he's a Toronto criminal lawyer. One other thing I wanted to ask you about very quickly, Lawrence, there's a story about uh, a sexual assault here where apparently uh, a woman, and this is like... Uh, Several years after the fact, uh, she cites that she went to the doctor and the surgeon that testified that she had, uh, quote, forced intercourse or she had testified to him. She told him she had forced intercourse and that became sort of call it a meme or uh, the accepted wisdom. A court of appeal threw that out. Uh, Maybe walk me through what this means when you've got a misuse of a prior statement. 
Sure, John. Um, in this particular case, the uh, the complainant and the accused were in a common law relationship. They have sexual intercourse on a particular uh, day or evening. Uh, as a result of that, she suffers a laceration uh, to her genital area that required surgical repair. As she's speaking to the doctor the very next day or a few hours later at the hospital, because she was bleeding rather profusely and uh, apparently lost 40% of her um, blood system or blood supply. The doctor says what happened, asks her, and she says forced intercourse. A year later, she goes to the police. And the trial judge, unfortunately, said because she had said right, out, right away to the doctor forced intercourse, that made her testimony at trial credible. The law is clear that prior consistent statements cannot be used to, to enhance or bolster credibility because the prior statement isn't tested, it's not subject to cross-examination, and repeating a lie over and over again doesn't necessarily make it true. What you have here is a contest between what I'll say is political correctness, which is this nonsense that all complainants of, of sexual uh, uh, assault must be believed on the one hand, and the golden thread of the law, as we call it, which is the presumption of innocence and procedural fairness on the other. Complaints have come out that uh, the Court of Appeal judgment um, really confirms that women are constantly uh, being subjected to abuse in court because their sexual past is brought up in an effort to um, uh, establish consent. Well, of course, in this particular case, the court specifically rejected that approach and simply said that the trial judge misused a prior consistent statement to enhance credibility. It's absurd to say that this is what's happening to sexual assault complainants and these kinds of, of uh, criticisms of the, the criminal system, criminal justice system in general and defense lawyers in particular are coming from the mouths of law professors, Canadian law professors, who are teaching future judges how to think about the law. And as a, as a criminal defense lawyer, it absolutely frightens me that this kind of, of uh, uh, ideology is still being allowed. We need to stand up to it. The Court of Appeal got it right. Justice Trotter ordered a new trial, and the accused will have an opportunity to uh, litigate the matter before a different judge. All right. And just because she had stated something had happened, uh, that cannot be used as being trustworthy or consistent with the truth. That's the takeaway from all of this. Of course, there was no one there to cross-examine her when she was speaking to the doctor. There's no one there to question her about the truthfulness of her utterance to uh, to the uh, uh, to the doctor. And by the way, the same applies when complainants give sworn statements to the police. The Crown can play those videotaped statements instead of having uh, the complainant uh, testify under certain circumstances. But you don't get to have the sworn video statement and then the complainant testifies at trial and the Crown says, see, she said the same thing as she did on her video, therefore she must be telling the truth. It doesn't work that way. That's why not, they threw it out. Not in our legal system. I got yeah. it. And the highest court in the province threw this out on Monday morning and uh, they quashed a conviction against the man forming, uh, uh, who was involved with this uh, woman who made that statement. Lawrence, I appreciate the explanations. As always, we'll talk soon. Always a pleasure, John. You got it. Lawrence Benelli as a Toronto criminal lawyer. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 